This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast. This is brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Thought with Patriots training camp going, try to give you a daily update, or at least most of the time. So uh, I'm going to go solo on this. <laughs> Be kind. I don't normally do this, um, but I, I think it's important to keep you guys updated and, you know, give you some content. So um, hopefully you're reading over at bostonsportsjournal.com where everything gets posted first and you get my thoughts uh, on everything immediately there. But I figured the pod was a good way to sort of supplement that. Uh, top news on the Patriots so far, at least uh, through the first two days. You know, I guess we can start with the Devon Godchow extension, which the news broke uh, last night from Adam Schefter. He reported that he has signed a two-year $20.8 million, $20. million extension with New England. That includes about $18 million fully guaranteed at signing. Uh, what's interesting, I saw Drew Rosenhaus, uh, Godchow's agent, who I've known for over 20 years now, um, walking out. So I got to t- a chance to catch up with Drew. Um, he and Devon are excited about the extension that they were able to get that done. Uh, he also remarked that uh, that with my weight drop, I look like I did back when I was at the Palm Beach Post when we first met in probably 2001. Uh, but anyways, so on the Godchow extension... Uh, I wrote a column on it. Um, really, we'll have to see what the details are. Gotcha was in the final year of his deal. I think that was going to pay him around $9 million a year. Part of that was guaranteed. Uh, in my mind, if I had to guess on the contract, they probably guaranteed probably all of this year um, and probably all of next year. And then the third year, I would guess, is a little bit of fluff. Uh to help with the, the, the cap hits. Um, this does not really shock me. I mean, everyone knows I'm not the biggest Devon Godchow fan. I mean, actually, when he signed with the team, I was very excited because I saw what he did against the Patriots. I saw how he performed already in that same scheme with Brian Flores. I thought he'd be a natural here. And look, he certainly had his moments. He, that first Buffalo game in the wind and I wrote a big column on it. Uh, one of the best defensive line performances I've seen uh, out of an individual player. I compared it to one of Will Fork's playoff games, the Ravens game, um, way back when. And that's how good he was. And that's how good he can be. Uh, but was he that way on a day-in, game-in, game-out scenario? No, he wasn't. Um, I thought he was average at best. Um, when I compiled all my plus minuses, uh, let's start with the three up, three down. You know, he popped on. He was the number one star once. He was the number three star once. He was uh, the top down one and a half times, and he was the third down one time. So about even. And as far as my plus minuses last year, I had him for a plus 38, uh, a negative 26 for a plus 12 over 17 games. That's, you know, that's about average. I mean, for comparison's sake, and they're not the same position because Godchow, as a nose tackle in the scheme, isn't asked to make a whole lot of plays. But, you know, Dietrich Wise, 
was a, at the end of the day, his average was 1.06. Josh Uche was 0.90. Both were quote unquote better than Godshow. Christian Barmore was a 2.18. Um, so that's really good. Lawrence Guy was a 2.29. So Godshow was a 0.71. So I'd say those guys are good. I would say Godshow was average. Now, the reason for the extension, and Bill Belichick talked to the media today and called Godshow one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Obviously, Bill Belichick is, is entitled to his opinion. Uh, can, can Godshow play like one of the best linemen in the league? And has he, including last season? Yeah. Over the course of the season, to say that he was one of the best defensive linemen in the league? I would say that's factually inaccurate. Um, So I have a difference of opinion on that than Bill. Now, the reason for the extension, in my mind, first, it gives you a little bit more cap flexibility. Uh, We'll have to see the final details on that. But the biggest reason, in my mind, is, and this is why I wanted the Patriots to take a defensive tackle, whether it was Travis Jones from UConn early, uh, there was a guy from LSU, who was sort of my mid-tier guy. I'm just looking because I named him in my column. It was, uh, shoot, Uh, I don't have it up right now, but I will get that. Uh, But anyways, the Raiders took that player in the fourth round, like one spot ahead of the Patriots. They might have even traded up to do that, uh, to sort of jump the Patriots, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, Uh, Neil Farrell was the guy in the fourth round. Um, The reason I wanted them to take a nose tackle is because it wasn't that I was unhappy with Godchow, even though that was part of it. Um, I didn't think that he played to his contract last year. I didn't think he gave the Patriots what they needed on defense. And I thought that they needed to at least get a developmental guy because looking down the line, Godshaw was going to be a free agent after the season. They had nothing in the pipeline. Basically, a nose tackle, the Patriots have Godshaw and Carl Davis. And there might be one other guy who's new, but that's it. That's all that they have. And for a Patriots defense, that's very shorthanded, and it's not a good idea. So my idea was draft a guy, someone that you think has a ceiling that could be pretty good, Uh, in a year with a year of tutelage and then you get to the end of the season do you think that god chow is worth it and bring him back okay fine what but if not at least you have a backup plan and right now the patriots when they didn't draft an interior defensive lineman they don't have a backup plan so basically they back themselves into this corner that even if they say say they drafted a defensive a nose stuffer in the first or second round next year, is is a college guy the way the college game is played going to be really going to come in here and two gap the way the Patriots needed immediately and give them starting caliber play? No. So you're wedded to Godchow this year by not drafting a guy. You're wedded to Godchow next year, and again, he's not bad. He's at least at least average. He's probably better than that. And so the Patriots basically had no choice. They backed themselves into this corner. So why not to get a third year to give some cap flexibility? Why not guarantee this year and guarantee next year? He's not going anywhere. They don't have anybody else to turn to. They could get some street free free agent guy. That's where they were last year uh, or two years ago. 
when they were the worst run defense in the league. I mean, they were in football outsiders rankings. They were 32nd. Now, they were 10th this year. But in terms of Godchow and what he did, it's not all on him. But some of the analytics on the Patriots, I think, lie in terms of their in a lot of ways, um, you know, whether it's their mostly their defense and their run defense, because if you look over the balance of the season, 17 games, their numbers aren't that bad. But that's also taking a lot. You're, you're not taking a lot into account. You know, I look at the Colts game where they got completely a huge game. They needed the game. They got completely run over on run defense. The Tennessee Titans, without Derrick Henry and without a passing attack, ran for 270 yards here. There were games, both Dolphins games, where they couldn't, all they needed to do was stop the run, get off the field, give their offense a chance to win the game. They could not do that. The Saints game, the Saints basically held the ball like the whole fourth quarter. And to me, that goes to the run defense. And it's not Devon Gotchow's fault. It's, it's run defense is a team thing. But when you're the nose tackle for the Patriots, you are a vital cog. And not that I thought he was bad, but I didn't think he was good enough. So this is a bit of a puzzling move by the Patriots. Again, I think they backed themselves into this corner. This goes to what they've been doing at a bunch of different places, whether it's, you know, quarterback, back themselves into Cam Newton, tight end, back themselves into whatever the hell they had. And, you know, having to trade up for Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene, uh, back themselves into having to go out and sign Matthew Judon because they had no defensive ends, you know, coming up in the pipeline. Um, We have seen this time and time again, where 10 years ago, Bill Belichick definitely would have drafted a defensive lineman in the first round and been ready for this and been like when Drew Rosenhaus came for a contract extension, you had the leverage to say, you know, we're going to let this play out. Let's let's see how things go. Belichick is no longer in this position, and he hasn't been in that position at multiple spots the last few years. And it's part of the reason why the Patriots are where they are with their roster and salary cap. So that's God shall. Uh, we'll move on to today's practice. As soon as I tell you about bet online, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews of news of every league, including major league baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from line in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So day two of practice. Um, The headlines to me, uh, defense answered back in a big way. First day, offense is out there. They're dancing. You know, Devontae Parker's flexing. Kendrick Bourne is doing Kendrick Bourne things. Mac Jones is even dancing a little bit. They were they were having a grand old time yesterday. Well, in the final session, which was red zone heavy again, offense, not so much dancing, not so much fun today because they went 0 for their first 10 before finally calling a pick play that could have been offensive pass interference to get Hunter Henry into the end zone. Defense had to do push-ups, but the defense dominated the end of practice. And, uh, you know, it's good for the defense offense. It is what it is. Again, these first four days, 
just like I told you last year in terms of the quarterback competition. Don't read too much into it. They're still doing a lot of teaching. Today was red zone with a lot of deceptive plays, screens, end arounds, draws, things like that, building the the, the red zone repertoire. And uh, it wasn't a good day for the offense. That's, you know, going to happen. Um, also, Bill Belichick got involved with the play calling today. Matt Patricia still seems to be in charge of the offense. Um, but uh, Bill Belichick was definitely calling plays at some times and including getting in Mac Jones's ear and relaying that to him. So that was an interesting development. No Dietrich Wise today. Don't know why that meant Henry Anderson got more reps. We saw a little bit more of Josh Uche. I will say even Anthony Jennings ended up as a sub defensive interior pass rusher. I wonder if that was Wise related. Pierre Strong was limited again. Um, not a whole lot of injury news. Uh, Mac Jones was 11 of 18 and 11 on 11s. Bailey Zappi was 5 of 12. Hoyer got no reps. I'm guessing that's veteran reps, uh, veteran rest. Bailey Zappi, um, you know, looked fine, a little bit wild. Um, needs to tighten up his mechanics a lot. Certainly has enough velocity. Um, Top plays, Mac Jones had a nice back shoulder to Devontae Parker. They look really nice together. Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith both had leaping touchdowns, which was nice. Um, you can read my two up, three down at bostonsportsjournal.com. Uh, but I will single out Joshua Bledsoe is a, is a guy who was a draft pick last year. Didn't play at all due to um, wrist surgery, but he's come back. He has five pass breakups the first couple days. Um, that's good to see. I don't know where he plays in the secondary because it's still or in this at safety because it's still crowded and we haven't even seen Jabril Peppers on the field. Um, let's see what else. Cornerbacks were largely the same. Mills, Wade, and Mitchell were the first group. Butler, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones. Um, but I will say Butler was seemed a little frustrated at times. They made the defensive backs use mittens. Uh, to keep their hands, keep them from grabbing, which you kind of have to do a lot in the red zone as part of Malcolm Butler's game. He seemed a little bit frustrated today. Uh, Bentley and McMillan were the starting linebackers. Uh, Wilson and Tavai were together. McGrone and Lange were kind of the third group. Um, and I think that's it. They're back at it, 9.30 Friday and Saturday. They'll be off Sunday. Uh, appreciate you guys checking in. Read all our stuff over at bostonsportsjournal.com and make sure you check out betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports.